As I left the Patient Experience Symposium in Boston, yes, an in-person conference, how weird, I felt schizophrenic. On the one hand, has the healthcare industry progressed at all, hardwiring the improvement of patient experience? On the other, oh my God, so much innovation. I listened to dedicated, die-hard patient experience professionals teeming with frustration at the setbacks occurring during COVID-19 days. Families excluded from the bedside, people dying alone, active, engaged, mature, patient family infrastructure canceled, dying on the line. I also sat wrapped hearing diverse community representatives inspired by collaborative local COVID-19 problem solving. In this episode, I will muse about healthcare innovation while trying to stay positive. Thanks to the Society for Participatory Medicine for subsidizing my attendance at the conference and my team, Kayla Nelson and Joey Van Leeuwen, helping me make these podcasts better than they would be. Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged cisgender old white man of privilege who knows a little about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of health care. Let's make some sense of all of this. Oi, the noise in my head. During the patient experience symposium, the voices in my head cycled a cacophony of emotional questions. Isn't innovation the human condition, always adapting, trying something new? Yet we seem to live in a negative feedback loop. I can't. I'm not good enough. I can't. I'm not good enough. How does innovation occur in healthcare? Can institutions sustain innovation in the face of crises? Wait. Inspiring innovation occurs in communities, seeking solutions to their local problems with community members leading. Inspiring. What can we learn from crisis-limited innovation in institutions and from innovation arising from necessity? Can we study or research innovation? Can we measure it? Does research itself limit innovations? Do institutions by their nature curb innovation? Let's start positive. There's enough discouragement. At the conference, I listened to Ifra Ahmed, a children's mental health case manager in the rural Kansas Somali community of Garden City. COVID-19 through the eyes of an American refugee, a story of engagement. There's a link in the show notes. COVID-19 has shined a bright light on the widening disparities that exist between rural and urban America. These fractures were especially evident in areas such as southwest Kansas, one of the most remote and culturally diverse regions in the United States. Refugees from 30-plus countries who work at the world's largest beef packing plant were unable to isolate from others at work and home. 
making them some of the most vulnerable Americans during the spread of the pandemic. Hundreds of these essential workers were infected in the same apartment complex. I hope to bring Ephra to you in a future episode. Kirsten Meisinger, Regional Medical Director and Director Provider Engagement at the Cambridge Health Alliance, told the story of co-designing telehealth with patients, also in the show notes. Telehealth has taken off because of the social distancing requirements during COVID, while simultaneously community and religious organization also converted their interactions to virtual spaces. With the need to communicate regularly about public health information, as well as how to access care, these two new virtual spaces have been learning how to interact and complement each other. The session outlines successful and unsuccessful interactions between the Cambridge Health Alliance and partner community organization. Dr. Meisinger will join us here soon. Dr. Darlene Taddy shared her experience with hospitals collaborate to ensure COVID care for every Coloradan. Again, see the show notes. During the COVID-19 surge in the winter of 2020 in Colorado, hospitals in the state voluntarily collaborated to create the Combined Hospital Transfer Center, CHTC. The CHTC allowed hospitals to seamlessly move patients from one hospital to another when acute and critical capacity limits were reached in any one hospital or region. Transfers of patients occurred bidirectionally between urban and rural hospitals. Pretty cool. Okay, now the negative. Oh, forget it. Let's just skip the negative. I'm up to the brim with negative. Research and innovation. Research is made up of institutions and bureaucracies just like hospitals, health systems, and insurance companies. Bureaucracies and institutions favor safety, precedent, and inertia, and protect against risk, so risk such as reputation or cost. It's not a value judgment. It's the nature of the beast. I'm most familiar with Comparative Effectiveness Research, or CER. CER means A is more likely than B to work for this specific population under these specific circumstances. CER, Comparative Effectiveness Research, needs the comparators, A and B, to have some evidence that they work. Innovation by its nature might not have evidence yet. No research has been completed to show that it works, so it's hard to get funding to compare innovative interventions to current practice. You ask, what's an intervention? Well, an intervention might be a drug, a procedure, a teaching tool, a service, a means of access to services. Well, what kind of services are we talking about? Hospital, clinic, community, neighborhood social services. Got it? Now a word about our sponsor, a bridge. Use a bridge to record your doctor visit. Push the big pink button and record the conversation. Read the transcript or listen to clips when you get home. 
check out the app at abridge.com. A-B-R-I-D-G-E dot com. Or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Record your healthcare conversations. Let me know how it went. Prioritizing Innovations Limits Some organizations prioritize innovation. For example, Kaiser Permanente funds community health innovations. But even these organizations struggle to scale innovations within their organizations. Think Kaiser's Southern California, Northern California, Colorado, Hawaii, Middle Atlantic regions. How hard it must be to generalize the innovation to other organizations. Innovations and engagement. Innovators need innovative settings. Researchers, clinicians, and patient caregiver leaders spend much effort advancing provider engagement with patients. Yet how can clinicians work in an unempowering setting and empower others? If they can't control the time they spend with patients, how can they do the work of listening? PCORI, the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute, just sent out an RFI, Request for Information, Science of Engagement Funding Initiative. If you're a researcher or patient caregiver working with researchers, check it out. There's potential here for innovation. Okay, so what? Where does this leave us? Some people regularly strive to adjust to innovate. Some people hear a negative feedback loop of, I can't, I'm not good enough. More communities than we can possibly know do the hard work of innovative problem solving, led by members with passion and drive. Some organizations hardwire innovation yet struggle to generalize outside the innovation hub. Many institutions resist change and favor safety, precedent, and inertia. You're never there with innovation. It's not the end of the road. It's always a next stop. Perhaps the sweet spot combines all of this. In healthcare, hardwiring the engagement of users patients, caregivers, and point-of-care clinicians at all levels of organizations and process. This engagement is similar to communities solving their own problems with community members leading. Engage users, stakeholders, in governance, operation, learning, whatever. Another thought, innovation is not like switching on a light bulb. Eureka, I've got it. Rather, innovation is iterative, persistent, small steps, moderate steps. Key word, persistent. That's where people with chronic illness may have an advantage. They keep trying stuff. It works or it doesn't. They try again. They go back to the beginning. They persist. These observations break no new ground. Rather, they are the foundation of success, performance improvement, user-centered design. Push on, folks. We have work to do. Thanks for listening to my rant. Mm-hmm.
the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, www.health-hats.com. Please subscribe and contribute. If you like it, share it. Thanks. See you around the block. Thank you.